What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 166. On this episode, I'm joined by the artist Karma. Uh, first, I talk about my Patreon and merch shop and then she calls in. We talk about her music, us working on a collab together, other collabs she has in the work, a couple of her favorite artists, Timberland and Missy Elliott. We talk about aliens, uh, being gay and hip hop. Uh, a little bit of other shit, and then we end it with the song we made. Uh, thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. What up? Uh, first thing, I would like for all of you to go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. The link will be in the description. And just consider giving us a dollar a month. Uh, with a dollar a month, you could get early access to all these podcasts. You know, become a real fan. Um, you can give more than that. You can give enough to become a co-producer like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Pow Wow, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, and Snappy. And uh, you'll be real cool. I think I get shouted every time. So think about it. And um, we also have a merch shop. Uh, my guest today, I believe, got a shirt or a hat or something from our merch shop once. Um, so you can go there at spreadshirt.com slash a podcast. Again, link in the description. And uh, you can get some cool merch there. Snappy gave me the heads up on the premium shirts. He said they did not shrink after he washed them. Uh, they're lightweight and comfy. So y'all should uh, check those out. Um all right, today I'm going to have a guest in. Uh, it is an artist. She goes by the name of Karma. Uh, I've had her on the music podcast, you know, before a few times. And then me and her did a collab track. We might talk about how that happened. Uh, and uh, it came out the day of us recording this. So uh, anyway, let's talk to her, figure out some shit about her and her music. She said she's kind of on a time crunch, so we'll see uh, how much we get out of it. What up? Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so I'm just going to call you Karma, which is your artist name, unless you would prefer to go by something else. No, Karma's good. Perfect. Um, all right, let me see. I made some notes here. Um, first off, where are you from? Uh, well, I'm from California, but I'm out in Texas right now. Hell yeah. So it, was it in Dallas or a suburb of Dallas? Is this correct? No, I'm no, I'm up in Gainesville. I mean, I ah. stay down in Denton. Maybe that's I'm, what I saw. Um yeah. <laughs> Like where I grew up, I grew up like four miles above the state line of Texas and Oklahoma. So uh, I done a lot of traveling to Texas. So I just remember seeing the D word in there somewhere, I guess. Um, But hell yeah. So how did you get involved in making music? Oh, you know what? I have always loved music. I don't think there was like anything that like pushed me to do it. I started songwriting at 14 when I took a creative writing class in high school. And from there, it kind of just bloomed into songs. And I've always loved music. Like, it doesn't matter what the genre is. If I can vibe to it, I've loved music. So I got a MacBook after college graduation, and I started trying to make beats. That didn't work out, obviously. And um, I don't know. I just I started looking around on YouTube for beats and then I came to beat stars and I, I bought a couple just to see what I could do with them. And that's how my first album actually came together. Summer vacation. It was just like a trial run kind of like just to see if I could put together an album. And then I just started 
creating from there. Uh, my first mixtape ever was called Summer Job, so that's fun. Um, because I, I was like, wait, are those the same names? And then I had to go through my brain <laughs> and be like, no, 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 they're different names. Um, that's awesome that you actually bought Beats on BeatStars. Uh, I use BeatStars currently. You know, I've I've gotten some sales here or there, but I'm not you know killing it for sure. And when I first started out, you know, I was very much like, well, I'll just go download some free beats. You know, I would download like popular rappers, you know, beats they've already done. And I would just like freestyle on them and stuff. And I wish I just had the thought to be like, no, I need to own this stuff. Like I was just so stupid when I started out, you know, as far as thinking about all that. Um, so that's cool that you kind of went at it the right way, right off the bat. I kind of got lucky in that aspect because one of my, so I worked at 24 hour fitness and I was on the sales team and one of the front desk guys actually makes, he made music. And so he was kind of guiding me like a little bit, like telling me what I should do. Who Like I was first with CD Baby because that's what he told me to do. He taught me how to, you know, register everything with BMI and copyright. So he kind of showed me the ropes. So yeah, I had a little bit of guidance. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, a guy I was kind of using when I was starting out with some of this stuff, he also recommended CD Baby. And then I started looking it up and I was just like, I just don't think this works. You have to pay a lot of money. <laughs> To, yeah, to upload exactly. like one thing. I don't get why everyone likes this, but I'm sure there are benefits. I just didn't use it myself. I mean, they, they register your stuff to BMI or ASCAP for you. So you don't have to go through and do it manually, but honestly it takes like three minutes. So right. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then something I kind of mentioned right before I called you on the podcast here is uh, we had a song come out today and the day of this recording. So that kind of led to, I was like, well, Hey, you should call in. Cause we had this song come out. Um, so I'll kind of just, I think it's a decentish story of, you know, I just kind of did the verses. Well, first I made the beat and I sent the beat to some friends because I have like, you know, some discord groups where I'm like, hey, check out this beat. And a lot of people were like, I don't know about that lead. I don't know if it really fits. But then I was sitting here like, I just fucking love this beat. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I don't even like fun, happy beats. But for some reason for this one, I was like, I don't know. I kind of like it. So I was like, well, I'll just wrap a couple verses on it. See what happens and then i send it over to you to like make a hook and then you kind of match my stonerish vibe with a hook and then we had a finished song yeah it was definitely a lot of fun your verses were real they made it really easy to write to i appreciate it yeah i don't at the time when i do verses i'm always like that's not very good but then like today when it came out i've listened to the song a few times and i'm like i don't know that's pretty fucking good (laughs) Like, uh, I really enjoy it for, I'll, I'll play it at the very end of this episode or whatever for people. Um, but I have a line where, um, I saw my wife and I say, my girl's the prettiest, my life's an odyssey. Yep. I'm feeling like Odysseus. And I think a lot of people would hear that line and they're like, whatever, who cares? But, um, the fact my wife's an English teacher, I think like makes the line even cooler when you know that. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course she teaches the Odyssey or has taught the Odyssey in her classes. Um, and if you know the story of the Odyssey and the characters yep. Odysseus and all that shit, like it just is cool. But I do think it probably goes over a lot of people's heads. So I enjoy that I can do that. I was just going to say, I think it probably went over a lot of people's heads, but I, I enjoyed your verses. I think you've got some great lines and, uh, I really appreciated that. Uh, and yeah, and then you're also always just doing music. You had another song come out today. What song was that? Uh, that was a feature I was on. That's Waves Remix by Rico Reds. Oh, yeah. And so do you just have people hitting you up all the time to do features these days? Because you just seem to have a lot of stuff dropping. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I didn't even realize, like, on the, what was today, 22nd? Yeah. A week ago, my friend dropped an album, and I forgot I was even on it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing a lot right now. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I have some people, you know, that'll hit me up to do things. A lot of things fall through, I've noticed. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mean to hate. I just know that if I'm in charge of a project, of a collab, we'll get it done. So I just yeah. typically am like... How about you? You just jump on my thing because I've just done so many things that turn into nothing that it kind of gets discouraging at times because um, I'm getting old and I've learned writing. It gets way harder. And I explain this way too often on the podcast. But if you all want to listen to it, you are going to have to hear me. Of I just care more. Right. Like I used to be able to write stuff that I just didn't care if it wasn't necessarily good or if it didn't line up 100% with me. I would be like, well, it's a fun verse. But as older I get, I've noticed I have to have it conform to like certain rules that I've set for myself and my brain as an artist, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, it yeah. just becomes more difficult as time goes on. You know, there's sometimes where I'll get in like little blocks and then literally like 3 a.m., a song will just hit me. Uh, it'll be like at the most random times or like if somebody says a word, it'll just trigger a whole verse for me. Right. And I think a lot of what uh, for for me personally, I have to get out of this whole um, I need to become more metaphorical. Uh, I used to be like that and have a lot more weird sort of stuff. And then I kind of became where I was like, everything's got to be so super literal. And, you yeah. know, I kind of have to like get out of that and uh, get back to be having fun, you know. And I think I'm going to try to explore some other genres because I don't even think. I think I'd probably be better at other things than rap, but I just only listen to rap music in like real life. So like that's what I want to make. No, that I, makes sense. Because I don't uh, listen to much else. Um, and then again, this is kind of just a tangent off the rap stuff. I know like your favorite people in rap are Timberland and Missy Elliott. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, so have you like always? Have they always been your favorite? Um, I think so. Them and Salt and Peppa, you know, the first song I can remember hearing like in my head is Salt and Peppa because my mom used to bump it. Like she has it. If you put it on right now, she will do her dance that she has like routine to this. So that's all I can think of. Like since I was a kid, I just know that song. And then Missy Elliott, you know, she's got probably the largest catalog I can think of of songs that just bump. And yeah. then Timbaland, you know, he's an amazing producer and artist. And I just, I've always been in love with what they do, like everything. Right. Timberland, is, I mean, he's a super producer. And I know that word gets used a lot, but he's like actually a super producer, like him and Pharrell. Yeah. Like there's like four or five of them. And I mean, he is amazing. I think every beat Timberland has ever made is awesome. I think I first became a huge fan because when you're a kid, you don't really understand what a producer is and, and what they do yeah. and stuff. Um but I was watching Jay-Z had this documentary called Fade to Black is when the Black album was coming out. And it's a great documentary. And it shows him like going into the studio and Timberland first plays the beat to the song, uh, The Potion by Ludacris. And this is, of course, before Ludacris has that beat. And oh, like, I love that song. But I was like, holy shit, wait, these guys make beat like it just all connected watching this documentary for me. And I was like, oh, this dude is awesome. <laughs> Every beat he's ever made so good. He makes the baby noises and stuff. And like, so I'm a big yeah. Timberland fan. I always loved Missy Elliott. When I got in college, my wife wanted uh, me to download her the the Missy Elliott Best Of uh, album. And so I did. And I did think in hindsight, I just think, and I think it's because she did do so much party raps. I just wish she had more lyrical stuff. You know, I wish there was a catalog of some deeper Missy Elliott stuff but it just uh, 
that wasn't, I guess, her lane, you know, that wasn't what she was doing. But I always yeah. remember it back of like, oh, she was spitting hard shit. But it was like, no, really, she was making kind of fun songs. You know, that was what she was good yeah. at. But she always seemed double ludicrous, and I fucking love ludicrous. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I love ludicrous. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I'm lately. I've been very much on this whole just trying to think who the most underrated rappers are, and I think Ludacris is definitely up there. You know, him and Nelly recently done a versus, and Nelly is also one that's like I think yeah. people just forget how he blew up almost out of nowhere, put a whole like St. Louis was on the map and all that shit. So like, yep, there is a lot of a lot of good rappers that have come through. Um, right before I called you, I was actually listening to Code of the Friends' new album because he's probably my favorite rapper at the moment. Um, of like he's just consistently putting out stuff. I'm like, I really vibe to this. And I enjoy how it's not bravado gun raps, you know, like it's him keeping it real with his life. I just appreciate that stuff. And then all of his beats are awesome. So that's how you win me over. <laughs> the beats. Yeah. Good beats. Uh, and I'm pretty much uh I'm like, yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, fun fact, Missy Elliott actually follows me on Twitter. Oh hell yeah. I see you tag her all the time. So that's dope that she followed you. I don't have any cool follows um, that I know of. I haven't really looked too closely, but I don't think anyone that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they followed me, follows me. For a while when Instagram robots were like checking on your stories, I was like, holy shit. But then I learned like, oh, they're just robots. These people aren't really looking at my stories. Um, But you live and you learn on the social media. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. So how much more music do you have coming out this year? Oh, sheesh. I have a song every month minimum right now. They're already scheduled, uploaded for release, and approved um, through every store through November. So was that like five more this year? And then I have the album dropping January 1st, which is 70% finished right now. So Right. Good job waiting until January 1st. Last year, I released my album like the second week of December, um, and then it didn't get counted in any of those Spotify numbers. Right. So it was like you had... I said I had less listens for the year than I had on like one oh, song on the album. Sucks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so just don't drop shit in December. I guess Spotify doesn't think that's cool. They're not going <laughs> to going to fuck with your numbers. They don't count December. Right. Somehow it just doesn't doesn't count. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on Internet Friends, too. I've, I talk about it every once in a while on this podcast. Uh, it's been going slowly. I've in the last couple of weeks been putting the pressure on people of like, hey, Y'all have till the end of the month to get something started, and then I'm cutting this shit off so I can finish some songs. Um, and one of those songs I have to finish, I have about four or five verses to write, is a song you did. You turned one around pretty quickly, and I actually think it's better than the song we put out today, or without my verse yet. So I do think um, I'm excited to see what I come up with. I am too. I showed my mom earlier, and she uh, she likes that one, so she's excited to see what you do to, uh, do with it. Right. So I I added a little extra, you know, onto the beat to have me a little longer verse. I pitched down the part so I felt like I can come in on some like serious shit. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um but that's what I do. So my internet friends albums, because this will be the second one, I I have another artist just grab a beat, pick one, make a song that they want with it, but leave me an open verse, and then I try to finish it. And it's fun, but it's also challenging. 
because, you know, artists are all different. So yours is about an alien, I guess I could, <laughs> or you being an alien, metaphorically, at least. And uh, so it'll be fun because I used to make a lot of songs like that. I just have it in a couple years, you know, but like Little Wayne is probably my all time favorite. And so there was definitely lots of I'm not from this planet sort of lyrics yeah. in my past. So I'll just have to actually be a uh, part of the hook is actually part of my tattoo on my arm. Oh, what's your tattoo? Uh, it's a UFO picking up an alien with the galaxy surrounding it. And there's lyrics on my arm that say I'm an alien. I'm not of this world. I'm dressed in a disguise posing as a silly girl. Awesome. That's a dope. Um, I love the TV show Ancient Aliens, which has led me uh, to just be like, yeah, I fuck with UFOs. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy that just a couple weeks ago, the government's like, oh, yeah, they fucking exist. Here you go. And everyone's like, but face mask and coronavirus. And I'm like, guys, that is important. But listen, they just (laughs) dropped some shit. How are y'all not paying attention to this? And then I think it was this week, they were scientists released that they found some proof that there's a parallel universe that time goes backwards. Yeah, I'm interested in that, like, big time. And then I'm just like, and what's what sucks is, I could read all the articles, but I'm like, that's so much. I just want them to make the Discovery Channel version of this so I can watch it or like the YouTube video so I can watch it. I don't want to read all this. So I'm kind of part of the problem. Um, (laughs) That's how it is. Oh, another question I had for you, because I've made it's probably offensive, but I think I'm friendly enough. I have noticed that a lot of rappers that are female, not a lot, but there are a lot of gay lesbian rappers. And then I've noticed uh, more rappers than singers. And it seems to be, and again, not always, that if someone's a singer, there are more times it seems to be straight. Again, complete generalizations. But do you see, to, am I thinking on the right path or am I just being an asshole about it? No, I mean, I think a lot of people's, it, it could go either way, really. I have noticed it's a lot more rappers, uh, female rappers, that is. Right. You know, um, but there's also a lot of people who don't, share that information because of fear to ruining their own career so i don't know how many singers actually are gay you know queer bisexual like we don't know that because they're so afraid of losing their career that they don't want to be themselves so i think rappers are more open about it because you know that's more of a masculine a lot of gay women um that are rappers are typically you know more masculine they're more tough they're you know, they're more independent and strong and they have no issues, you know, portraying that. And so they're, they're kind of seen as one of the guys, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think also, as I'm kind of thinking about it, you have to be more vulnerable in rap because I think you're expected to write your own lyrics. At least I expect that. And so, yeah. Um, well, and it's not even just that, like if you're not open about it and somebody finds out right. and you have beef with them, they're going to use that. Like, you know, I, I wish I remember his name. The guy who was the Atlanta rapper, he sold the, uh, I sell Molly song and it was like really fucking good and he was killing it and then it came out he was gay and then the Migos like trashed him and then all of a sudden he's out of music and I was really disappointed because I'm one of these people that have said for years like I just think if a gay dude came out and was like I suck dick but he said it with like so much bravado that like I think yeah, it would be the okay conviction. Right, like, yeah. I think he would, he could pull it off and then this one dude it comes out oh he's gay and like everyone was like nope and I was like oh I thought hip hop was there but I guess it's not um see that's just that's like it's such a double standard because like look at young ma for instance the men accept her openly right but if a male came out gay like why 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 is that different not even gay but also like 
seem to gender identify as a female. You know, I'm not saying yeah, Young Ma does, but, yeah. but like Young Ma, I mean, you could if you didn't know her and you just heard a song and saw her, you'd be like, oh, that's a dude. Like you could think that. But if it went the other way with the female, you'd be like, no, no, that's not. So it is. It's just I'm curious when it's all going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I think when it came out, Frank Ocean was gay. I was like, hell yeah. Cause like, I love Frank Ocean. And I love Frank Ocean. Like oh he's, my gosh. I tell people all the time, Blonde's my favorite, in my top five favorite albums of all time. Like if yes. I need to write something, I could just listen to that album and I can typically write a verse afterwards. Like it's that good. Uh, and then I know people that'll be like, oh, he's gay. I don't want to listen to that. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> That's so crazy <laughs> to me. Like it just doesn't factor in. Like, when I was a kid, I remember not enjoying Beyonce much because I would tell people, like, I don't identify because I'm not a woman. But now I'm like, well, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> like, you can just identify. It's called just having empathy and realizing a perspective and, like, putting yourself in someone's uh, shoes. But I guess that's not cool, you know, as well <laughs> these days. So I guess. I don't know. I just I've never understood that. You know, my, my mom raised us to, you know, love everybody even before I decided to let everybody know everybody already knew because like I'm me but you know we were always raised that you just love everybody so when people you know like I got bullied my senior year when it finally I was thrown out of the closet it wasn't like I told everybody I was thrown out by a teammate and I got bullied and I could not understand like why somebody would bully somebody over their sexual orientation like it doesn't affect you it doesn't affect your life it doesn't define the person so like why you know Right. Why I, take a vulnerable situation and turn it upside down? Yeah, I'm if I'm like of two minds, I guess. I mean, 100% I'm of like, uh, it's never bothered me personally. You know, like I remember as a kid uh, realizing gay people um, existed, I guess. And like, I it didn't bother me. My first thought was like, all right, gay dudes means more women for me. Not realizing that women could be <laughs> gay too. Like, and then they would cancel out. Um <laughs> And when I met my grandfather, I have a grandfather that was in Colorado, and I met him for the first time when I was like nine, and I thought it would be funny to tell him I was gay when I first met him. So like that was, and maybe that's mean, but I just thought because he was like a country dude, this will be funny. And he did get all offended. Then I was like, I'm just joking. I'm not. So like, I've never been the top to like uh, shy away from it. Like I grew up in the era where everyone called everyone gay, at least the boys. Yeah. Right? And so... I remember very well, I mean, he's a good friend of mine, but he would call everyone gay. And it's like one kid would get really offended. That He's like, oh, I'm not gay. And we'd get mad. And then I always knew, like, just don't get mad. So I'd be like, yes, I love sucking dicks. And then, like, I would think that's <laughs> funny. And then people would move on. Um, exactly, but, yep. So I was like, I don't know. It, I don't think the world we grew up in there is better. You know, I think now where people are more accepted is definitely better. Uh but I just never let it bother me. But I did grow up again in a small Oklahoma town where it bothered a lot of people for the fact that there was like maybe two gay people in the whole town. I'm like, what does this have to do with any of y'all? Like this literally right. affects nobody here. I don't see why y'all are letting letting this affect your day. Um, and again, I I just have to bring it up because I've, I'm so like, I think it's all religion. I think religion's a big reason why it's still a problem in America. Um, unless it's some sort of like underlying perverse brain stuff going on. And I just, you know, in Leviticus where it says it's a problem, it also says like not to eat shellfish and not to wear cloth of two different or clothing of two different cloths mixed together. Yep. Like it says all this shit and tattoo, all this stuff that people do. And like, no one gives a fuck. So like, I also just can't get over like the hypocrisy of like, y'all are just being assholes, you know? So, yep. Well, I mean, the New Testament says just love. Right. 
So, and I'm sure where you grew up, and you said you're from California. My mom moved to yeah. Oklahoma when she was like 10 from California. So, like when I was growing up, I didn't know there was like a diff- different races. You know, like a, one of my good friends was a black kid. I didn't even, I couldn't even understand the idea that we were different races. You know, that just never came to my mind until in first grade, I heard some kid call another kid the N word and I asked my mom what that meant. And then she tried to explain it all to me. Um, but I do think I benefited from having a mom who was from California as opposed to I had friends I grew up with that I remember in third grade, one of my best friends tell me he had to date a white girl. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I just <laughs> like I just didn't grow up with any of that, you know, so it definitely affected the way I think now, I think, compared to how other people do. So See, like you mentioned your mom was cool. I thought my mom was cool, too. <laughs> yeah, my mom's real cool, you know. Like, we didn't know racism was a real thing until we got to Texas. Like, I had no idea. I mean, like, I got jumped once in sixth grade, but, like, that was a bunch of different race of girls. It was not like it was all black girls or all Mexican girls or, you know, it was it was a mix. So, and, you know, I was just a goofy sixth grader. But then I got here and I'm like, dude, there is, like, it's still around. Like, really? I got asked if I have a green card because I had a slight tan. Yeah. Uh, Sir, I'm speaking fluent English, and my parents are right behind me, and they're white. uh, Yeah, see, at least I don't know exactly what my ethnicity would be. You know, like I haven't done my DNA test, which I've considered, um, but I'm I'm super white, so I don't normally get too tan. (laughs) Well, I mean, my grandma is Native American and Mexican, so yeah, I mean, I guess I I can understand it. But if you look at me, you've seen my pictures, like right? I'm pretty white. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, mistake you, but. (laughs) That's how that's how people are. Um, the purebreds, as I call them. Yeah, yeah, the purebreds. Yeah, that's what I'm. Oh, actually, it was an Arabic man, so I was oh, really wow. confused. Wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got in here legally. All right, we're gonna. Like, I was born here, sir. Do you have a green card? Like, I don't. Um. So one way that um, I know you do not smoke, but even though you're on a song in which we're gonna play at the end of this, in which we talk about smoking, you don't. Uh, Oklahoma became better than Texas because we have medical marijuana and yep. I've had some other people on from Texas that have claimed y'all will never get it. They can't imagine. And I've let them know. I never thought it would happen that Oklahoma got it. And then like within oh, a year, coming. it just was on the ballot and we were voting, you know, and I was like, Holy shit. So I, I think it's pretty cool. I hope it's, I hope it comes to Texas. I always thought Texas would be all for it. Cause y'all are so, you know, libertarian and like just mind your own business sort of laws. Pretty uh, much. Yeah. But for some reason, that part doesn't translate over. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be on the ballot this year. Oh hell yeah! Um, so hopefully, if that happens, then you can maybe uh, roll a spliff, if you will. I'll let you know. Me and you are going to let people know how real I am about this song. We'll play at the end. Uh, we were going to do this about an hour ago, and you're like, "Hey, I need an hour," and I was like, "Not a problem." I sit here and rolled 15 joints while I waited. <laughs> so because I was like, "Well, I might as well stock them, you know, get them ready." For when I need them, so no caps in my raps, as the kids say. <laughs> I actually had my stepdad like go through my lyrics for that hook to make sure that it was <laughs> it was uh, soundproof because I know nothing about weed, so I had to go to him for help. So he actually helped write part of that. Well, hell yeah! Shout shout out him. Um, and then I told you, I think, and I could be wrong, and I don't think people really care anymore. I think spliffs technically have tobacco in them, but like no one actually does that anymore. So I think we're good, but not that anyone's checking anything. 
but, I have no idea. But <laughs> I worry about that. Like, for instance, I have a line in this song where I say, I'm pulling hits like foul balls, David Ortiz. And, I, and I'm like, well, did David Ortiz hit a lot of foul balls? And if he did, were they because he pulled them or was they opposite field foul? Like, I've wondered that since spinning it of like, oh, I hope that's accurate. <laughs> but I know no one cares. Like, no one gives a fuck. That one rapper said something like a cello and everyone was like, oh, that's cool. And it's like, that doesn't even how that instrument works. So right. Um, you just got to remember listeners are dumb and not to take it too seriously. Uh, so when's your next release coming out? Uh, June 1st work. Oh yeah. So we played that on last week's uh, music spinoff episode. I, I don't remember. Let me see the calendar here. This episode is going to be coming out. June 27th, so next Monday your song comes out, but you can listen to it early on our podcast, and I made a pretty funny joke when I was listening. I was like, oh man, check me out being funny about uh, the three Ks and work, and then you were like, you hit me up, we're like, no, we've changed it. We've changed it to two Ks. <laughs> we changed it, I promise. So um, I'm glad you noticed as well, because I was like, oh man, that's risky. Actually, I didn't. Like, I, I'm telling you, I don't see that stuff. Like, I didn't know what the KK was, the KKK was until I was like probably 17 or 18. Like, we just didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Because, you know, California, like I said, we don't, it's so diverse. There's nothing like that. So my mom was writing out work and she was like, you need to lose a K. And I was like, no, it's work with three Ks. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember, little scrappy. Okay, oh, KKK. Um, yeah. I only really knew the KKK. I mean, I guess because the History Channel would talk about it. But also, there was this town in Texas called Bowie, which has flea markets. And, oh, I know where that's at. Right. So, like, every Ugh. however often we would go to Bowie to the flea markets. And the word is, if you're black, you cannot be in Bowie after it gets dark or shit will go down, you know. So, like... Uh, if I had a friend who was black with us or something, like they just knew that, you know. So that's always, I always heard the KKK lived around Bowie, Texas. Ooh. Not sure if it's true, so don't be suing me for slander, Bowie, Texas. I mean, I haven't heard that, but I have heard, you know, there's certain areas where if you're and not white, you shouldn't be there certain hours of the day. Right. Uh, I mean, it definitely sucks. Definitely sucks. Can't even imagine. Um. But I, I think we're getting close to your time. I don't want to like go over. So um, is there anything else we need to talk about before before you're off the podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just that uh, work drops June 1st and it'll drop with a music video. And then mid-June, we should have two EDM remixes. Hell yeah. Um, that is awesome. You're in the EDM remixes. I have this producer challenge podcast. I'm working on getting producers to do a remix to a song. I think we have three done for that podcast. I'm hoping we can get more. Um, but those are always awesome. Like anytime the kind of a, a more EDM producer can get a hold on some stems and make a song, it's always cool. I think. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope as hell. Always enjoy it. Um, all right. You got any uh, more collabs coming up? Oh, man. I have done so many collabs in the last year that haven't released yet. Only like I think 11 or 12 have released of the like 50 I've done. So they're coming. Well, hell yeah. Well, everyone, uh, your Twitter handle is at catch me karma with two A's. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. Same with uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. If you just do facebook.com backslash catch me karma. Well, hell yeah. So go follow there. I'll play our collab song here. And then, um, yeah, in the future, if we ever got anything to talk about, uh, definitely uh, call in and shit. Hell yeah. 
All right. Well, peace. All right. Thank you. Take a hit, puff, puff, pass it back, take a hit, roll a split.